action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose. What is it, D-Word? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work. What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write, about 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO, yes, that's a new book. What if it did work? All righty, everybody, another day, another episode of my favorite podcast. Not only is it my favorite podcast because it's mine, yes, I'm being biased, but this week, brand new episode, my favorite guest, grew up with him, it's going to be unplugged, it's going to be raw, it's going to be different, it's just a conversation with myself, Omar Medrano, according to some, the vacation CEO. I got to say, before we start, I 150,000 downloads. Thank you. I don't know who you guys are, but whoever it is that takes the time out of their busy life, busy schedule to listen to me, an introverted guy, an introverted kid, awkward kid that grew up that didn't really think highly of himself could get that i just have to say thank you it really humbles me and why why this episode why now because when you're hearing this right now if you listen to it on this wednesday the premiere date i'm out i'm out out of the country celebrating my favorite holiday one of my favorite holidays march 11th 311 day on a five-day cruise out to the caribbean with my childhood friend and you know just just out of everything after everything that i talk about on this episode you know what let me start off by saying yes a lot of learning lessons a lot of lessons to be learned here in a conversation with myself, not only with myself, but you'll hear a preview of my future TEDx talk. Do I have a TEDx talk? No. But what you speak, what you feel, if you know with all your heart, and if you continue to do the work, if you believe in yourself, if you have faith in yourself, and if you practice and you practice, and you write your goals down, I guarantee it will happen. Now, this conversation with myself, there might be some pauses because I'm old. I'm almost 50. And to go a whole hour just talking, I might take an uncomfortable pause to drink water, to breathe, to gather my thoughts. Because just like with all my guests, it's unscripted. We're going on the fly. All you know is you're going to hear some stuff. 
You're going to get some valuable lessons out of it. And you're going to listen to a future TEDx talk. Education, edutainment, make you laugh, make you cry. That's what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to motivate, to inspire, to get people off their asses, living their best life. You know, the past end of 2023 until very recent, it's just been a lot of reflection, a lot of digging deep, a lot of introspective questions is, am I doing things the right way? Am I on the path that I want to be? Both personal, finances, business. The first thing I got to say, you know, we all have to drop the ego. Our ego is the worst enemy. The ego is what makes us do irrational things, makes us come from a place of 100% emotion. And let me tell you, I'm not going to blame being a, a Leo. I'm not going to be, I was born July 24th. Nothing like that. A lot of times we, you, our, our ego is just a defense mechanism to try to hide our emotional trauma, our emotional pain. The ego has gotten me in trouble a lot. And, you know, throughout the years, one of the reasons why I started investing in another franchise, yes, I, besides Smoothie King, we'll talk about them. Haven't said anything bad about them, and I won't for a while. I've been healing. Supercuts was all ego driven. One, I'm not a client. I don't, I don't, I've never really, you have to believe in your product in order to sell your product. But the reason why I went through Supercuts was because Smoothie King was stepping all over my ego. My operations consultant for most of my 20 years, he left. He was no longer wanted. I guess that's a, a theme. Yeah. There's, there's no loyalty in the franchise that I, I, I once started out loving. And things just changed. The founder left. Everything was like an attack on me. It was always, what have you done? It wasn't all the framework. It wasn't all. I felt disrespected. They wanted me out for a while. They disrespected me. And they were doing unannounced Q&As, quality, make sure. And, and any way to get get to me because... You know, very emotional guy. And, you know, lo and behold, it bothered me. So a rational, this irrational decision, my ego to show them the way to show them that, you know, I am and I hadn't written books. I haven't done anything like that. 
that, you know, the nerve, do you know how many years I put this on the map? Millie, my ex-wife and I, blah, blah, blah. Ego, the ego. So I took a good $300,000 invested in a falling company and a falling business, someone else's headache, which you never do. You never try to catch a falling knife, not in stocks, not in buying businesses. The business was closing, but it was in South Beach, existing locations, two existing locations on the beach. Oh my gosh, my ego, that and I signed the contract to open up even more stores without even knowing if I liked it to begin with. Because after all, Entrepreneur Magazine said it was one of the top businesses to own as a franchise and passive income. Guys, there's when it comes to business, there's nothing passive. The only reason why it's called passive income was Entrepreneur Magazine uh, had a lot of ad spend by... Regis Corporation, the parent company, and a publicly traded corporation corporation that owned Supercuts. Lo and behold, sometimes it's all about timing because you know that boy wonder, that marketing guy, got the stores running, got them profitable, but he bought them January. Wait for January. 2020. Now, 2020 is sometimes hindsight, but we know what happened in March. But lo and behold, that money was gone. And I was still fuming at Smoothie King. They're trying to run me out. They're trying to run Millie out. They found this. They found something. We won't talk about it. Yeah. Because it's not about them. I've forgiven takes a while to heal something like that because yes when you abandon somebody that has abandonment issues if you if you learn if you listen to anything in the past you'd realize yeah this guy's got abandonment issues so it was one of those so it was a knee dark jerk reaction from that knee jerk reaction I lost money because of the ego. And then, you know, Smoothie King found something and we both had to sell. Millie had to sell her stores. My ex-business partner, my ex-wife, and so did I. Now, I got enough money that if I wouldn't have lost the substantial money with super cuts, and even with this amount of money, I could have lived safely beyond you know a comfortable life and live the rest of my life in obscurity but once again you know that ego kicks in the ego of i need to show these guys after writing a book after plugging after promoting them you know ego driven ego driven The one thing that I'll tell you, guys, is the best investment to ever make is within yourself. The second next best investment, invest in something you know about. 
You know, a lot of people felt I went Hollywood. Like I was going to live lavish, you know, drove right past Porsche, right past Lamborghini. But that, believe it or not, it was the first time I didn't go Hollywood, but I was still ego driven. I met a guy at a mastermind through one of my mentors, wanted to be business partners. It's, you know, it's always sound to become business partners with somebody you really don't know about. And lo and behold, Bright Lights Messaging, a publishing company. We were so, you know, half of my money that I got went to investing in a startup company, which, oh my gosh, it all sounds so hoity toity. This is it, you know. We we had supposedly contracts for some huge, you know, huge companies. We're just going to kill it. I was going to get my money back, and then so, and then I was going to show, I was going to show my 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 divorced company that I, I gave twenty years for. I was going to show them. I was going to be huge. I was going to be on the cover of Entrepreneur. I was going to be on the cover of other magazines, the ego again. The only problem was, you know, sometimes sometimes we invest with the wrong people, with the wrong ideas, the Nevin Shapiro's, the Bernie Madoffs. Was it a Ponzi scheme? I don't know. Did all the money go up in smoke? Oh, it did. So half half of my money went to that. You know, since everybody loves to call me the vacation CEO. Oh. If only I would have invested the money in myself. If only a guy that knows franchises would open up another business or two businesses scale but the ego the delusions of grandeur the delusions of making so much money because when you have hate when you feel pain you know i was going to show i was going to show them i was going to show them that's how i i've been living for the past two years show them show them show them don't let the ego go. You know, you have to go through when pain happens, you just have to let it go. Experience it. Don't bury it because you're going to do the same stuff over and over and over again. But no. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes timing's everything too, like mine supercuts right before the pandemic. Nothing like investing in crypto and nothing like investing in the stock market, high tech, you know, high risk, high reward stock right during that peak, right when it's all going to come down. It did come down. Almost announced. Because, you know, I've been a guest on all these podcasts, especially very recent, you know, about 
being a whiz about having so much success. Yes. Yes. I've had the success, but like a lot of people, money ebb and flow, unless you amass indestructible wealth, which we all do, you have to start investing in passive income and things that pay you back, you know, quit chasing, you know, the Tesla had two Teslas stupid and s and then an x yeah. invest in real estate invest in the stock market invest in dividend paying stocks invest in crowd funding don't invest in strangers don't invest in businesses that you know nothing about don't invest with people that don't have your best interests at heart. And it was like, boom, you know, did I go Hollywood? No, believe it or not. Maybe a trip. Haven't even gone to Vegas. I couldn't even go to 10X. I didn't want to be on a budget. My definition of broke is like Elton John. Elton John went broke. I went broke. Now, some people think their definition of broke is like, I'm not under a bridge. I'm not, you know, my kids are still going to private school and, you know, they're still going to college and there's all the bills, the important bills are being paid. You know, I'm not homeless, but, you know, being on a budget, that's why, you know, in the grand scheme of things, six, seven, eight, nine months ago, figured I was going to go to 10X, go to Vegas, have an amazing time, go do epic things with epic people, go to Cali Roots, which is like a reggae, yeah, Lollapalooza out in California, enjoy my time. But I wasn't just feeling it. I didn't want to go to Vegas, you know, the vacation CEO, you know, having to count money, being on a budget right now. It sucks, man. It it does. You know, having to, to accept, having to take a job. You know, and, and this is the best part about it is, you know, when. Uh, Donald Trump, President Trump always said this, that when you're down, you know your true friends. And he's so right. You know, so many people that I've met, you know, that, hey, can you hire me? I need a job. And like crickets. And it's like, you know, you mean the guy that wrote that ran successful businesses for 20 years that took a $200 retail establishment all the way to one of the top stores in the system. A guy that wrote two books, a guy that can speak, a guy that highly educated, you can't give me a job. I even asked uncle G for a job, believe it or not. When we had that one, we had a one-on-one in 2022, he's like, dude, work for me. The only issue is, and I wait for it. I'm old, man. He gave me 
two interviews personally he's like you know we need you to talk to the head of sales i'm not going to say the guy's name but when he saw my age and he's like well are you willing to work on saturdays are you willing to work at times seven days a week to me i thought it was a silly question now i'm an entrepreneur but what really he was trying to do is say dude you're too old man we don't want to hire you because you're old and for like months for a while i it was living like the american dream or the american that's i was like kevin spacey an american beauty overqualified in every way, overeducated, and nobody would hire me. Nobody would hire me, the vacation CEO. People asking, what am I doing now? Well, I'm insurance. I'm selling insurance, supplemental insurance for corporations, going business to business, B2B. And yeah, there's only two two types, two companies that wanted to hire me. Either 100% commission, because believe it or not, they'll hire anybody. (laughs) It's commission-based. Either that, or I, I had another job offer for Dare. Yeah. Uh, you know, keeping kids off the streets of drugs. Well, you know, considering uh, I, I love to partake and, you know, got married on the 420, listened to 311 and slightly stupid and all that. It just wasn't really in the cards. So it was that. You know, it was crushing. But this podcast almost ended because that was my second choice. My act, I had to go with my second choice. The original people that wanted to hire me were going to give me a salary. But I had to give up the podcast. I had to give up my dreams. I would have had to put it all we lie to ourselves. Pause. It wouldn't have been on pause. I would have never have had this episode out. 70000 in commission plus commission. But it could be completely under a company's thumb. We'll, we'll just call it New York Life. <laughs> That's the company. But I'd have to give up this. I, I'd have to give up the, the coaching. I'd have to give up the dream of being on bigger stages. I'd have to give up the dream that I have. I know I'm more what my worth is. And I know, you know, I want to see more Hispanics, more Latinos on stage. And yeah. Maybe it's chasing windmills. I don't know, but it's my passion. To me, it's my purpose. To me, yes, being in service and helping people out. 
But before that, believe it or not, I actually, after I invested in the company, and a- after the my partner told me it went belly up, which makes zero financial sense, it's called scamming, stealing. You know, there's signs like when you give the guy money and he takes, he goes off to Cancun. I don't know. <laughs> but talk about the Stockholm um, syndrome. Stockholm syndrome is when you're being held captive and, and you start enjoying the abuse, the abusers, the kidnappers. I had a very similar situation after. After the simple fact that he's like, yeah, you know, our company went under. We, I won't show you proof or anything. I know you're great in sales. Can you please help me sell? Wait for it. A hundred percent. People are going to laugh, especially investors. A hundred percent investment. With us, you invest $25,000, $50,000, His method is to get working class young guys in solar and other B2B to invest in upstart franchises, and he would guarantee a return. Which, you know, it's highly unethical and highly illegal. You cannot do that. And more importantly, Millie has a lot of money. My ex-wife invested. And he wanted me to wait for it. Now, after investing so much money with him, why not get, you know, the mother of my children to invest as much money as possible with such amazing returns. But if if you know me on a personal level, if you've listened to any of that, I've never hurt people. Even anybody that I ever dated can tell you that their lives were better than before they met me. And that's how I always lived my life. Nobody can say... Omar Madrano hurt me. Omar Madrano took from me. That's just not me. Yeah. I'm the guy that wants to pick you up. I don't want to be the guy that buries you. So lo and behold, but I, I did take the job offer. It didn't last long because, you know, you need a producer. Stop having it. I couldn't ethically pitch people, not only something I didn't believe in, but to see other people get hurt. So I think I got one measly paycheck. Oh, by the way, it was it was 60K plus 60, I, I guess 60, 70. Uh, these numbers all are very similar with New York Life or with this guy. I'm not going to name them because, you know. Let let karma get to him. And I got fired. Oh, my goodness. I know. 
woe is me. But I felt maybe I could get some of my investment back by pretending I was working. But, you know, when you're dealing with unscrupulous people, you know, scam artists. So I did, lo and behold, I, I, I didn't get anything paid back on that end. But I could sleep at night because I, I never asked anybody to invest. Nobody will get hurt for my, myself. Like what I said at the beginning of the episode, the greatest investment one can make is within themselves. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself and coaches. Now, I know somebody that has 150,000 downloads, which we'll get to, but it's just not. Yeah. Invest in yourself, invest in mentors, invest in being in bigger rooms, in doing big things. Yet clearly, I should have been at that 10x, just like every 10x, but it was the ego there because I didn't want to feel embarrassed. So how are you doing? Well, hey, I can't go out with you guys because I'm watching every dime. You know, I, oh, I can't go to that concert. It's weird. I haven't been on a budget. In a while. And whose fault is that? It's not that guy's fault. You have to be accountable 100%. And that's the one thing nobody ever wants to do is be accountable. It's always someone else's fault. It's always the day you realize it's your fault. It was my fault. For going with the ego, it was my fault for attacking Smoothie King. It's my fault for holding on to all that anger. Clearly, why do you want to be with a corporation? Why do you want to be with people that really don't serve you? And it's crazy, like I said, two, like three times, like back to back to back. You know, to talk about winning. Yeah, I can tell you how to win. I can guide you. I can coach you how to win. But, you know, sometimes the money ebbs and flows unless you have indestructible wealth. And yes, I do have. I'm not broke. I'm not destitute. So my haters and my naysayers know I'm just at a crossroads. And it took me like literally two days to study and pass a license that I to work, to pitch, to sell. And they hired me just based on they know I'm good. They've seen my resume. I can help sell. I can do it myself. <clears throat> but it's about getting up. How long are you going to stay? We've all been in the valley. And yes, personal business. No. At times, 
since October, things have been looking rather bleak. Now, although here's a funny story. When it comes to selling and sales, yes, I did it. And we've all done it on many levels, but I haven't done business to business. I haven't done cold calling in, I'd say, 20 years, over 20 years, 21 years. In fact, the office that I'm at, and here's how life is, it's literally on the same road, like a half a block, two blocks down from my original office with Edward Jones. If life sometimes just doesn't go full circle, I don't know what is. But dusting myself off, going into insurance, going business to business, though here's another lesson I want you to have. The reason why a lot of times you have disappointment in business and especially in relationships is You feel that other people should treat you the way that you respond and the way you act towards others. It doesn't work that way. Being a business owner over, you know, five, seven locations, I always treat everybody with dignity. I always treat everybody with respect. I never spoke down to anybody. I never threw anybody out, never called them names. Walking into going B2B, which is a cold call, but you go door to door, business to business. Man, some of these people talk about ruthless, talk about mean. When they're filming The Exorcist with Max von, von Schneider, uh, Father Father Marin, he didn't read the full script. They only gave him part of the script. Well, back then, they weren't used to vulgarity and whatnot. And when he was doing the scenes with Linda Blair the first time, the first time he meets Reagan, And he starts with the exorcism and she starts unloading vulgarity after vulgarity. He was like, he had to take a step back. He's like, holy smokes. They had to say cut because he wasn't expecting that. And I wasn't expecting people. And, you know, it's funny because clearly I go to a lot of these businesses and it's like, Not everybody should be an entrepreneur. And this shows. And at times, you just have to smile because I want to tell them. But then it would be the ego. Do you know who I am? I'm a guy with over 150,000 downloads, two books, Amazon bestseller, 20 years of being a business. And yes, I am a business coach. But then they'd be like, what are you doing here? And I can't tell, well, you know, horrible investments. And also, the number one thing is, I feel like I'm 
Ford Fairlane, Adventures of Ford Fairlane, one of the greatest movies of Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, he was a rock and roll detective. And all these, all these famous people would never pay the dude. They would just want to pay him with like koalas, watches, whatnot. No, wampum, man. Dinero, money. Oh, you have to watch it. Great movie. Priscilla Presley, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. The Dice Man. Saw it on my birthday. Uh, I think my my 17th birthday. I saw it like three times in the movie theater. Get, get to learn a little bit about myself. I have all these qualifications, but I don't know whether it's they don't see it in me or a lot of times I I don't want if I see someone drowning, losing hundreds of thousands, I'll help them, expect them to hire me, and then they won't. So a lot of people, both business and personal, yes, I do have paying clients, which I go above and beyond. I always overpromise and I always overdeliver because I do have results. I have results in my book. I have results because I have confidence. Now, granted, what I should have done. Is just invested all that money into ads and whatnot. But you see, there's something stuck right now in the process, the back end. Yes, 20 years, 150,000 down, downloads, two books, all that's supposed to be a funnel. People love to hear me. People love my information. But the problem is, is they don't want to set an appointment because a lot of people Either they don't believe in personal development, they don't want a coach until it's too late, maybe I'm too expensive. They've never even qualified. But the one, the number one mistake that I always did was I opened a website, I printed two books, and I hung a shingle, and it's like, hire me. It doesn't work that way. When it comes to investments, when it comes to personal development, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to things that pushes someone's life forwards towards who they need to be, including insurance, you need to hit them on the head. You need to call call. You need to drag people. But when it comes to things that don't serve us, people, oh, I, nope, there was no guide on how to download shit off of Pornhub or how to do TikTok videos or how to do this. When it comes to things that don't serve us, how to drink, how to eat up a storm, how to take a step back or two, everybody has a doctoral degree in that. But nobody wants to be helped. Nobody wants their life. Everybody wants to stay on the sidelines. Yeah. And Maybe at the end of the day, I know I'm on the path. I just waited until, yeah. Now I realized I, I know how Rocky felt given uh, the power of attorney to Polly. Stupid. I've laughed at the Bernie Madoff people. Stupid. Hey. All I have to do is look in the mirror. I'm no different. 
the sucker born every minute. But you know what? The you have to let it go. And you see, I'm not attacking him, not attacking anybody. I quit. I let all that pain go. Even on a on on a personal level, you have to let it go. And it, it's it's crazy, but you know, even on a personal level, with you know my relationships, always ego driven. My ego wanted to always choose to fix people, to fix women that didn't believe even in themselves. I'd always want to find the most unavailable woman so I can fix them. Maybe, maybe look at this. This is like so Freudian. I can change my childhood if I can't fix them. If I, if I can find a person who would abandon me, clearly, big red flags, they can abandon me, and I can stop them from abandoning me, I can fix my childhood. And I did that in businesses. I chased Smoothie King. I did that in my relationships. It's not until very recent that I realized all this, I have to let go. This, you know, let people do what they want. Enough, I need enough of trying to find acceptance and love from people that can't even can't stand themselves, much less love themselves. You know, my perception of people is even way more above their reality, whether it's the guy that I invested with, whether it was being with women that were disconnected, emotionally unavailable. It's crazy. I've only been with one person, one woman. I hate saying person because it makes it sound like, you know, especially times like these. Without the drama, without the dysfunction, without the toxicity. Be with, you have to be with, you have to love yourself. You have to forgive yourself. And then the ego will disappear. And then you can do things. You can do amazing things. And yes, I'm going to do my TED Talk in a couple of minutes. But the thing is, is yes. I need to break down and start over the process. Maybe these episodes will start airing a little differently and all that because the back end process, I keep on putting more and more wood, more and more fuel to the fire, more and more downloads, two books, speaking on public stage, stages, being on podcasts, but yet, not having more of an impact, not doing group coaching for people that can afford, that can't afford one-on-one. Why? Because the ego, how about if one person only signs up? How about if two? How about if three? That's such a Marty McFly, George McFly. What if I'm not good enough? 
you're good enough. I'm good enough. We are all amazing. Yeah. I know I need to stay the course. I know this has to work. It's funny. A couple of people asked me, you know, people pitching me, what would happen two years, three years, five years down the road, 10 years, if things never changed? Yeah, I coach some people, but not the amount of people that I wanted. I might write another book or two. Same came so close. Twice I was asked, would that be successful? Could I look at myself and say I'm a success? Clearly, they never listened to my podcast or read my books because there's two things at the end of the day when I meet St. Peter, when I meet Jesus Christ, when I meet my maker, when I meet God. I want Lauren and Mia to say he was the best father he could possibly be. And I want people to say at the end of the day, he helped people. He helped change my life. And I know my message. I know my book has changed people's lives. So yes, I wouldn't die with regret. I would know I had all the tools. I had the I had all the ingredients. I just didn't know how to put the recipe in place. Because let me tell you, I've got a fucking PhD in results. You know, any client or people that I've given coaching to, (laughs) you want my resume. Uh, Trust me. I didn't just get my licensee and from any particular place. Although I do have one from Grant Cardone. I'm official Grant Cardone licensed coach. But hey, 150000 I just need to tweak it so I can have get more appointments. I can get more people. I can live and get paid for helping People, because yes, I can help solve problems, big problems, problems that keep you up at night. And would you guys like to hear my TEDx talk? This is 12 minutes, they're 12 to 15 minutes. And some of the stuff you've already heard, some stuff brand new. And this is the rough draft. No, I haven't memorized a script. This is just off. Why a TEDx talk? Would that make me successful? No. I'm living success. I just want to put that up there. Marathon runner, two-time author. Well, first, here lies Omar Madrano. Father to Lauren and Mia, Madrano, great guy, an amazing man who helped inspire people. TEDx, 
talk, marathon runner, etc., etc., etc. And just think, if you're still listening, you're literally listening to the last 15 minutes. And this will pretty much be similar to what it's about why we settle. Inspired from the events, October, maybe September, all the way to very recent. Okay. Omar Madrano, entrepreneur, TEDx talk. Why we settle and why you shouldn't. No, it was just an October date. It was date night. Was on a date with a woman. And the bartender gave me a very expensive drink. It was supposed to be an old-fashioned, but one of those bougie old-fashions with the twist. It was an expensive drink due to the fact that it was from a casino. Took a sip and a second sip. And I made such a horrible face because it tasted like I was drinking Chanel Number no. 5 or some other European perfume. And my date asked me, why? Why do you keep drinking? Why do you keep drinking it? Why don't you give it back? Why don't you order something you like? Now, the personal development, the business coach, the Omar Medrano, the man, the myth, the legend that I thought I was, I never settle. I always get what I want. I always ask for it. What's the worst case that somebody can say? No, but not this time. <sighs> not this time, Omar. You know, I don't really want to upset him. I never really, I don't want to really put him out of his way. Oh, I don't want to interrupt him. It's okay. I can drink it. So many times in our lives, we say that. It's okay. You settle. You accept what they give you. But why? Why is that? I was paying 20 something dollars for this drink. I could have just said, please pour me something else. There's just something not right. There's something not enjoyable about this drink. But I started to settle in my life. I was sitting across a woman on a date. She was settling. I'm pretty certain I didn't check off any of her <laughs> list of guys she was looking for. And quite frankly, after I made a list, she didn't check off anything either. But the reason why we settled is because we feel like we're not worthy. I'm not worthy. Who am I? I said that that little voice inside my head 
when things aren't going right. When you start feeling sorry for yourself, when you start believing that it is what it is, that life is just hard. I'll take the scraps. I'll take the crumbs. We've all taken the crumbs. You've taken the crumbs. You were meant for so much more. You were meant for greatness. But why the crumbs? Why do we even stick around? Why do we pick and choose friends that don't believe in us? Why do we stick around in relationships where people, they're just there, passing the time away? Do you really want to be someone's plan B, plan C, plan D? I know I don't. And I realized after I drank that drink, whatever happened to me, whatever happened to the guy that would tell people to go after everything they want. It's feeling sorry for myself. You feel sorry for yourself too. Things didn't go your way. You might have been drunk. Dumped. You might have had a bad heartbreak. You don't go all in. You pick on choosing the same type of person to be in the same type of experience over and over because you don't accept the pain. You don't let the pain go. You don't experience the pain. We just try to bury it, but it keeps on coming over and over and over again. But why? Why? When you're a toddler running around and falling and not worrying about what other people feel, not about you or what they say about you, but yet we settle because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to disturb people. I don't want to disturb people. I don't want people to look at me in a different light. I know we all lie to ourselves because it's so much easier. It's so much easier than just to fix what's aching us, what's bothering us, what's tearing us apart. On the inside. I literally almost changed the course of my life. Literally almost wasn't on this stage just to settle, to settle for a paycheck, to settle because I didn't believe in myself. I almost quit my coaching. I almost quit. I quit on myself. I didn't believe in myself. I was going to sell for a company that wanted proof that I was an entrepreneur. And after that proof, I had to show them 
every episode of my podcast and we would unplug the podcast and I would just be another number, another person settling, another person not going after their dreams, not becoming the greatest version of themselves. Because you know what? I, I, I clearly know <laughs> as a little boy with so much energy, so much life, so many days ahead, I never said, I just want to settle. I just want to sit somewhere and not rock the boat. I don't want to disturb people. And that's, that's the problem. We're so quick because we don't believe that we can make it. We don't believe that we can be in a relationship with somebody that wants to build an empire. That wants to create a life with you. That believes in you. That knows. I know who I am. And I know you weren't made for greatness. You weren't made to settle. You weren't made to say it is what it is. It never is what it is. You have that choice. You wake up every day. You start fresh. New day, new beginnings. When is it your time? When is it your time to realize you don't need to settle? You don't need to settle for that drink. You don't need to settle for that overpriced drink. It might have been your drink. It might not have, but you weren't enjoying it. You were meant to enjoy your life. You're meant to live it. You're meant to show other people the light that shines in you. Don't let that disappear. Don't let that go. And the moment when you realize, yes, you and I, each and every one of us, has had bad days. We've had setbacks. We've been with people that never served us. We've been with people that just settled for your time. Maybe they used you. Maybe they're lonely and they're just fine with the plan C, D, E, or F. But you know, that's them. Everything that's ever happened has led us to right here, right now, at this moment, decide. Are you tired of that? Are you tired of just getting by? Are you tired of working for someone else? Creating their dreams, living their life. There's so many people. There's so many opportunities out there. There's 
a woman, a man, whatever it is that you're looking for out there right now that wants to be with you, that wants to build something incredible with you, that sees you in so much. So why? Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid to let go of just getting by? Let go of settling. We have to let go of the past. We have to let go of the people. We have to let go of the vices that no longer serve us. And yes, I kept on until just finally one day I woke up. I woke up. I realized I am the master of my life. I'm the creator of my destiny. I am creating my legacy. Is this the legacy that I want? Do I want people to see me as someone that settles? Or do I want people to see me as someone that says, enough, enough. I'm Omar Madrano, and I've got plenty to offer. And sometimes you just have to hit the bottom. And that's a gift within itself. Dust yourself off. Get up. Because nobody is going to save you. No one is going to dust you off and say, this is the life you need. This is the life you deserve. Wrong. You create it. You do that by waking up and knowing what you want. Having the intentions of what you want. Having the clarity that enough is enough. And let me tell you, you, I don't want you to settle. Life is too short to settle, my friend. I want you many years from now, hopefully not anytime soon. I want you surrounded by your loved ones many years from now. And I want you to say you lived a life with zero regrets. You lived the life to the fullest. You were the master of your life. You were the creator of your destiny. And that obituary is going to say how many people that loved you, how you lived and loved your life to the fullest. So when people ask you, why do you settle? I want you to one day to go, I don't know. I feel for them because at the end of the day, I realized I'm not going to settle. You have that choice right here, right now. What do you plan on doing? Do you plan on settling or do you plan on living the life that you want with the people that believe in you, the people that want to build a life with you, and you're with someone that wants to build 
that empire with you. Love yourself. Remember, start asking yourself better questions. You don't deserve to settle. You deserve the life that you want. And let me tell you, love your life. Never settle. Focus on the positivity. Focus on love. Start asking yourself better questions. Start asking yourself, what if it did work? Thank you. And you know what? That's the end of the TED X talk. Good 15 minutes there. Just an outline. It's going to be worked on and worked on and worked on. And you know why I know I'm going to have a TEDx talk? Because I know I'll do whatever it takes. And I've overcome bigger obstacles. And that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. Love your life. Live your life. Every single day, realize this is it. This is your life. This is your journey. This is your destiny. This is your moment. What are you going to do with it? And don't mind me. What you see is what you get. You ain't seen nothing yet, like what the Beastie Boys say. And I'm pumped. Yeah. Don't feel sorry for me. Because the only way to go is up. Just need to fix the process. I have all the tools. I have the recipe. I mean, I have the goods. I just need to do the recipe. I'm going to figure it out. Am I the vacation CEO? Yes. Am I successful? Heck, yes. Have I learned some important stuff? Yes. And you know, things will change because I'm focused on changing my life. Love yourself. Maybe this episode will motivate you, inspire you. Maybe you turned it off after two minutes. Who knows? Maybe if it changed your life and woke you up, then it was worth it. Oh, don't worry. Next week, there'll be a guest. And the week after that. And this one, this, this isn't ending anytime soon. What if it did work? Love yourself. I never told no one that. What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write, about 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. I never told the vacation CEO. Oh, yes, that's a I've been new holding book. Back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars, I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? Woo. I 
knew I needed help. I had no self-confidence, didn't believe in myself. I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition to start a business. But before I even started, I feel like it's finished. You got a vision. And let me say, I don't care if they're your blood, got the same DNA. They can't feel how you feel, they can't see what you see. Wanna change your life, you gotta change the way you think. The thoughts in your mind is the boss of your life. Nothing but good vibes, every day I'm thinking like, what if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. Prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.